Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today, because we always do. And every artist we bring on, is, in our eyes, is great. And I guess we got Kelly Lane coming on. She's done some great things in the past, and I think she's going to do some great things in the future, too. So, Kelly, are you here? I am here, Chris. Thanks for having me today. That's our pleasure. And Sandy, are you here? Make sure she's here. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Hi, okay, Sandy. Good. We're all here. Hi. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, as we get started, I always like to start with the big elephant in the room. How are you managing through the virus? You know what? I am handling it better than I thought I would. Um, it's mm-hmm. been an adjustment, no doubt, because we, my husband and I, travel and perform in concert for a living. So that part has been a major shocking adjustment. But on the bright side of things, we have really enjoyed our home. We've done things, you know, sitting around the house and had an opportunity to um, really slow down and connect and, Mm -hmm. and enjoy things that we probably took for granted in the, in the past, you know, so it's, it's honestly been a good reset button for he and I. That is really awesome. And I'm hearing that a lot. What's funny is it's the opposite for us. Because, you know, we, we've been a 24-7 couple for almost 18 years of marriage, so we're just used to always yeah. being together and doing everything together where everybody else now is. That's their life right now. And um, mm-hmm. and when the, the show, January 3rd, and our, go- all, our goal for the first year was 80 to 100 interviews. That was kind of where we were going. And then the virus happened. And I told Sandy, oh. you know, this may be our time to shine. Because artists yeah, are well, you know what? People are talk. waiting for. Yeah, people are waiting for entertainment, <laughs> and, something new, yep. and and uh, it is. And you know, I had the same discussion with um, my PR firm. Should I mm-hmm. release an album? Is it is it bad time? They said no. It's the best time <laughs> because people are just dying for something new. You know, right. something to keep mm-hmm. them entertained. So it's yes. it's been a really blessed uh, thing for us to do that, and you too. Yep, and because of that decision. You know, like I said, our goal was 80 to 100 interviews. Well, mm-hmm. you are now our 170, I think, eight interviews. Oh, my goodness. That is great. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, 77, thank you. 78. It gets so much, sometimes I forget which number I'm at. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, I'm just honored to be in any of them. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. So as we get we started do. here, um, tell everybody a little your kind of backstory. You know, take a couple minutes to t- you know to tell where you're from and kind of a brief overview. Well, if someone might not be familiar with me, uh, they can they can go to kellylang.net and get an overview, of course, of the bio. But in in a nutshell, my dad was Conway Twitty's road manager for 25 years, and wow. I grew up around the music industry, and you know just thought that that was normal. I never had a plan B. I always thought it was a fascinating business and <laughs> wanted to be involved because I saw how cool Conway's life was, you know, uh-huh. close and personal. Yes. And I began writing songs when I was very young, like six years old. And when Conway moved his whole organization from Oklahoma to Tennessee, it really opened up a whole new opportunity for me to follow my dream. And I started doing local TV shows here in Nashville when I was very young, like 12 years old, and 
performed everywhere I could and ended up on Star Search and Nashville Now and Music City Tonight and opening act for, oh my gosh, everybody in the business uh, (laughs) from the time I was 15 up until, you know, whatever. But um, it was Mm -hmm. just, like I said, I never had plan B. It was just always who I was and and, uh, I've never stopped. You know, I took some pauses when I had my children or um, just decided that, you know, the, the business had changed quite a bit. I was trying to take a deep breath and catch up with it, but I have found my um, my passion, true passion is recording great songs. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, you know, that kind of leads me yep. perfect into a first little segment. You know, one thing I like to do on the show that I think people miss, you know, people see the glory of the artist like a Conway. They don't see the grind that it takes oh. to really make it out there. They don't see the sacrifices. And I'm going to tell a quick story to help lead where I want this to go, and we'll discuss that. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. And back then, they were full-time with music. And I asked Allison, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And her words were, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music a hobby. She goes, because once... You want it to be your full-time thing. Once you want it to be a career, everything has to change because your life will never be the same. Your friends and relatives will never understand because basically you have to say no to weddings. You have to say no to weekends. You have to say no to holidays. That's when you're gigging and all that. She goes, there are going to be days where you're miserable, but you still got to get on that stage that night and smile like there's no tomorrow. Your family has a sacrifice. But then as she added to that, she says, but – if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those type of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there since you said you didn't have a plan B. So that sounds like what you were. Well, I did try other things. You know, I did think, okay, mm-hmm. the music has passed me by. And, <laughs> you know, I, I took some time off to um, to raise my kids. And by the time – I'd gone through a horrific divorce and the kids were very young. And then I had, I went through breast cancer. So I had to take time oh, off wow. just as soon as my wow. career started taking off with a new record label, I was diagnosed, you know, so, um, yes. you know, life throws you some funny curveballs, And so you think, wait, I, I, maybe this career is too hard for me to be a single parent or, you know, health issues. Should I possibly do something different? So I tried mm-hmm. my hand at real mm-hmm. estate, and you're right, I was miserable. I tried my hand at you know, a couple <laughs> of different things, and I thought, I, it's still calling me, you know. And the only mm-hmm. place yeah. that I feel very, very um, peaceful is when I'm recording or performing. So I, I took that, you know, the older we get, the more we realize where our happy place is. And um, mm-hmm. I just choose to live in a very happy place. I, Yes, I sacrificed a lot, but... When when you're a sec with that old saying, when mama ain't happy, nobody's happy kind of thing, uh-huh. my yeah. kids recognized that early on. They they were like, mama, please go on the road, you know, please, you know. So it was, it was kind of a, they don't know anything different than than that, mm-hmm. you know. And, and actually, mm-hmm. my oldest child is taken up uh, in the music industry in a different arena now. Oh, well. she, is, she is a stylist for artists. So she mm-hmm. knows oh, wow. the behind the scenes of what an artist is, and she can come to these uh, photo shoots with um, with compassion and knows what an artist's insecurities are. Or, you know, she she 
she dressed Lionel Richie for the CMA Awards last year and, and Kane Brown, and she's amazing, oh, wow. you know. So I think it was a good thing that she saw the passion and the um, happiness that this industry can cause. Because yeah, yes. I think a lot of people misjudge the industry because, you know, a lot your your people that's not in the industry, they see the broke person down the street and they see Blake Shelton. They don't realize <laughs> that there are so many levels in between those two. <laughs> and, you know, that mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are making a career and a living off of this and they'll never be in the spotlight like a Blake, but yet they're doing it their way. Well, I have a relative that was like, um, when are you going to grow up and do things, you know, oh, like wow. the normal people would? And I just wouldn't want to be them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't want to be normal, right? Yeah, right. I'm following my my bliss, and when I look back at that particular person, they're not, and I'd rather be me. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is I've seen so many different variations of it. It's it's truly just norm to me. Um, I don't care what other people yeah. really think about what mm-hmm. I do or not do. I don't I don't live my life with that. But like, yeah. um, you know, I I I live with what some people call a legend. You know, T.G. Shepherd is mm-hmm. he's no slouch. He's had twenty one number one hits. <laughs> and so, right. The beautiful thing about our our business is yes, there are different levels of it. But he loves to see. What I do, he gets just as excited for opportunities that I have because it's like reliving his life again through my excitement, my excitement in my eyes, you know. And yeah. so it's just fun. We just we're able to um, embrace each other's career at different levels. There's no competition or, or, mm-hmm. you know. I just wish him well on his goals, and he wishes me well on my goals, and and it's two totally different lifestyles. Yeah, love that, and you know. You know the passion is definitely there, and, and again, you know, like Allison was saying, you know, I, you know, I remember when you hear like the big artists being um, asked questions. The, the hosts are always taken aback by this, but the hosts always ask the same question. There's always one question that almost every host asks the big artist, and it's always, um, if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? And ninety percent of the time, the answer is almost the same. I would just be a broke musician because I had no plan B. Mm, I wouldn't be a broke musician. I would probably, <laughs> I would probably be a beautician. I love um, hair and makeup and, you know, yeah. Tammy Wynette always had her, her beautician's license. She never let that go. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, a wow. passion of mine too. I love, I love, Glamour and makeup and jewelry and that kind of stuff. So I'd probably go in that that type of line. And you know, keeping it within music, but you're still, you know, I think that's where some people don't like. I know some people they go to college to get a music degree, one to please their parents because their parents are like, no, you got to go to college. You can't just do this. And they're like, <laughs> okay, well then I'll just go to college for a music degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than one, more than one way to skin a cat, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, I, they got college, right? And they got, and the great thing is, they got a degree that's within music. So even if they had to do some side hustles while they're building their brand, they could still be within music-related industry, which is, I think, you know, power there. I did. I didn't go to college because I already was making a living doing what I wanted to do, and the and the time mm-hmm. frame that I was, you know. <laughs> 
supposed to or not supposed to go to college, a lot of kids didn't. A lot of kids just chose to go into their career path that they'd already started in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, so it wasn't a big deal. Most most parents didn't force college on kids back in that era. But yeah. mine, I, I mean, I yeah. was already making a solid living with music at 12 years old. You know, so I never wow. never thought college would be of any interest or help, and it would just mm-hmm. be a big bill at the end of the year to have to pay on. And <laughs> I just... I mean, I just didn't see any need in it. My teachers used to tease me. I would say, why why do I have to study algebra? As if I need that to <laughs> sing on a stage, you know? And I was I was yeah. teasing myself <laughs> with that. It just never was anything I was interested in. And, you know, some of my favorite um, artists cannot read a lick of music. And I can't read wow. music either. I, I play completely by ear. And I play, you know, a few mm-hmm. instruments. And I, I have no clue of how to read music. But I think that if it's internal, if it's in your soul, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you, you can't, a piece of paper is not going to make you a better artist. Exactly. True. So true. And, and I love that we bring out all this about the, you know, about that side of it, the business side of it, because I think it's so important. So now after all the sacrifices, after all that, let's get to the reward side. Cause as you know, that there's gotta be some glory, a little bit of glory there. Um, so when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, my gosh. Well, that <laughs> one of many highlights of my life I like to share with you is um, I was asked to sing for the induction of Kenny Rogers into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And not only was Kenny oh, wow. Rogers there. But Bobby Bear and Barbara Mandrell and Garth Brooks and, I mean, my gosh, it, every hero of mine was in that room. I was a nervous wreck. But the person <laughs> I was singing the duet with was Sir Barry yeah. Gibb. Oh, wow. So that was – I don't think that night will ever be topped in any way. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was just like a validation that I was good enough to be invited to sing and also with such an enormous star. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everything else is just gravy. <laughs> that was it for me. I love that. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back and play your song, and I'm going to talk about that. How's that sound? Awesome. Thank you. All right. Let's hang on the line. Okay. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
Thank you so much. That? I kept hearing it. How was that one chosen? Well, I was just going to say, I kept hearing it everywhere <laughs> I was going. Yeah. I get my nails done, and there it was. I was in the grocery <laughs> store. There it was. Just kind of floating in the air. So I thought, okay, okay, right. I'll cut you, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was just one of them signs that you were like, okay, um, this, this is it. 
Yes. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of these songs were chosen like that. You would not believe how many times I heard every breath you take in the studio, in the in the uh, grocery store. <laughs> oh, right, yes. <laughs> that is what you hear out there a lot, yes. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and, you know, as an artist, it's probably a dream, too, is to have that song that becomes just. I mean, that is the <laughs> ultimate. And these songs, they just, you know, like anything. Uh, Anything of the '70s or '80s just bring back, bring mm-hmm. you back to a safer time, I guess, or a more, yeah, yeah. you know, positive memory that people had. I don't know, just right, it, absolutely. All of these songs had that same type of feel that we chose on the project. Oh, It'll that's be great. interesting. It'll be interesting as the, we get through this year and into 2021, if we get through this virus by next year, which I think we will. Um, what songs will come from this time period? <laughs> well, the last song I chose on the album, I think, should be the theme song of the year, and it's called All <laughs> By Myself. <laughs> I think everybody you know, can relate that, to that. That, that. That's just like the song with Carrie Underwood, the Drinking Alone song. You know, that song kind of favors this year for people. Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you haven't been a drunk before now, it might be your time. <laughs> the, the, the good thing is I was a drunk in the past, and I've been sober 12 years, so that's the blessing part right. is well, I don't do drink. for you. <laughs> yeah. Now is the time I bet people are really struggling with that disease, mm-hmm. though. Don't you bet? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably tough. <clears throat> right now. And you're hearing stories that, that, that right now with the virus that you're having – Suicide rate up, suicide attempt oh. way way up, and that because makes me you know because so nobody knows, you know again I think 2021 is going to be probably the best year we've ever seen in America I, financially I still believe that. Oh, um, I'm hoping but nobody so. knows that for sure. Oh yes, hopefully. Because <clears throat> well, here's what I see. I mean, yeah, there's going to be you know a lot of businesses fall. Going to be a lot of artists fall. There's going to be a lot of music fall. Lot, every industry is going to be taken out a lot. That's the sad part. The plus of it is because you know every industry is saturated right now for years. Really has been in the, in America, where mm-hmm. there are people that would love to compete just can't because the market they want to compete in is just too many people. Well, mm-hmm, I agree. This might be their time to compete. Because there's going to be probably 30 to 40 percent of businesses fail this year. That will be a prime opportunity for the right people to now jump in that game. Yeah, I mean, in every in every area, you know, and I think if you can just hold on just a few more yep. days or a few more weeks or months or whatever, I think I'm hoping that people will be so excited to, you know, in my in my mu- music industry in the music industry mm-hmm. i think people are so desperate to be entertained i think it will blow the doors yeah, out once true. they are able to come back oh you know it you know, and, oh that's and this true yeah this will give you hope too we interviewed a guy from nashville um we also do a podcast called the metro buzz where we um mm-hmm. interview leaders of, of middle tennessee and one of the guys we interviewed there but we were talking about this whole issue and he said his banker friends have told him that most people that when when they look at bank accounts and stuff, most people are saving thirty percent of their income right now. So that means <laughs> next year, if things start opening up, there's going to be a wad of money ready to go spend. 
I think that's a probably conservative figure, actually, you know, because people are not eating out as much and not tipping as much. But then, you Mm -hmm. know, you've got to eat somewhere, I guess. But they're 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 probably spending just enough to make it. Yeah, I mean, we are. I, I, I'm guilty of eating out too much prior to this going on, and we have we've <laughs> personally saved a fortune with just not traveling and, and gas bills. And, there you so go. I hear you. You know, one of the things we like to do on the show, too, is um, we like to have, you know, behind-the-scenes people, but like from PR people to managers to producers that never get any love. And I want to change that. You know, I think that they deserve – Love because you can't do what you do without them. So oh, if you want to take a minute not. or two, introduce your team that, that helps you be who you are. Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, I would start with Scott Sexton there at twenty nine eleven. Yeah, they're awesome. And he and Logan and Jeremy Westby, who's the owner of the the company at twenty nine eleven, they they are such a strong backbone. Missy Query and Johnny Phillips at Selecto Hits, they're they're like such amazing teammates for me. JC Don Valeris at Platinum Circle Media. She handles all of my graphics and website and anything that makes me look any better. That's JC's fault. No I just I can't do without her. And my co-producer yeah. Buddy Hyatt has been he's an unsung hero to me. He's just the most hmm. brilliant musician and engineer. Oh gosh, I'm like, I can't I can't imagine being able to do anything without this strength and Austin Smith. Oh my gosh, I could go mm-hmm. on and on. I've got so many people that have encouraged <laughs> me throughout the years. And of course, to yeah. top it off is my husband, TG. Although he gets a lot of praise and glory, he doesn't get enough <laughs> recognition for being the greatest husband in the world. So there's that. Oh, well, love that. So tell us yeah. a husband story um, where, and of course, I know he probably does this every day. But maybe something that stands out, a husband story where he he went above and beyond on something within your music career, and you're like, wow, he really gets – this is a passion of mine. I don't – the more beautiful story about him is the little things that nobody mm-hmm. will ever see. Um, I tell that. That's fine. Yeah, every night, every single night, my sheets come up off the edge of the bed, and it drives me crazy. He won't let me get in bed until he tucks my sheets in properly for me and has oh, fresh wow. water by my oh, bed, wow. you know, runs my bath. Or if I get into a cold car, he'll have my heated seat on for me. Or, you know, it's mm-hmm. those little things that are way more impressive than supporting a record. Although he does, he supports my music yeah. and he listens to all my songs over and over. I'm so tired of myself, y'all. I mean, it's not even funny. He'll <laughs> listen to my album over and over, and I'm like, please, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's <laughs> the little things that keep me happy and in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And just I, if, if every man could treat their wife like my husband treats me, there would be less divorce in this world. You know, I, I can say that for my wife, too, She the way she treats I mean. Again, when, when I went through the addictions and all that, the first five years of our marriage was those addictions too. And, you know, she could have left like most women would. She could have put me down during that time when I was fighting those demons. She could have slammed me, but no, she uplifted me. She was my little cheerleader. Oh. She, was, she, she loved me in spite of the addictions. And, and a lot of times people will, when we tell our story, a lot of people will say, 
um, that she allowed me to walk over her those early years. And I'm like, no, what she actually allowed me to do was experience God's pure love through her. Oh, that's and beautiful. if it weren't for that, and if it weren't for that, I don't, not only would I probably not be alive today, but we for sure wouldn't have our eight year old and our 17 month old because this, I've been sober way before we got them. Oh, my goodness. That's just the most beautiful story. Y'all should write a book. We're planning on it. You would help so many <laughs> people, you know? You know how people here, cut down their spouse uh-huh. so much, and you think, why are mm-hmm. you married to them if you're so miserable? My goodness. <laughs> right. And, Absolutely. You know, I'm just I'm <laughs> grateful to hear your beautiful story. That's lovely. Oh, well, thank thanks. you. And, and, you know, we know that, you know, it's not been easy financially for us, but outside the finances, I'll be honest, it's been bliss. So yeah. I, well, I would, I would, I would rather struggle financially and have great mm-hmm. marriage than to, than to be have a ton of money right now and have a horrible marriage. Absolutely, Isn't that the truth. I saw something the other day that yeah. reflects the same thing. It said something to the effect: some people are so poor, all they have is money. Yep, I've seen that. I've seen that before. Like, and I thought, that's, wow, that's powerful though. Oh yes, love that. <laughs> and that's so true. And, of yeah, course, that doesn't even mean that they're rich. That could even mean someone who's just comfortable living. They may, they right. may not be rich, but, that's all. again, that's all they have. Right. That's it. And, you so, know, again, you know, we got, you know we got, we're a family affair like you are. So we have a third party that we bring on to ask one question. Our eight-year-old, he loves us. We always let him come on and ask one question to each artist. So we're going to get him on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey <laughs> now. Hey now. Gotta love dogs, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Clark. All right. Now. Oh no problem. Here's Christopher with his question. Well, what's her name? Oh. Hi, Kelly. What's her name? Spoon. <laughs> what's the question? Hi right there. Ask it what's again, Chris. What's your favorite food? I can't. Under- I can't understand. What's that again, uh, honey? His. his- What's favorite your food? favorite food? My favorite food. Oh wow! <laughs> I would say spaghetti. Mm. Yeah. Nice. As a matter of fact, I'm craving that tonight. <laughs> and what's yours, Lucas? Pizza. Oh, now that's a close second for me. I go to pizza <laughs> pretty often. Pretty often. I love awesome. to. Uh, I love to order pizza because it makes me not have to cook. <laughs> I, I, I think we do that, <laughs> too, a lot. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he comes and goes. But, you know, like you said, you know, he sees the passion that we have for this show and music and all that. And we're trying to bring him in. And when our 17-month-old daughter gets um, old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. That's so cool. What a family affair. That's wonderful. <clears throat> yep. We wouldn't have it any other way. Again, you know, from the moment we we um, met back in 2017, I mean 2017, over over 17 <laughs> years ago, or actually over 18 yeah. years ago that we met because we, right. we met online. What's, what's funny, funny is we met online on February 2nd of 02. And, of course, it was taboo back then. Then we talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date February 18th, and we met in person oh March 4th. So, so we were actually meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Oh, my goodness. 
And here we wow. are. October will be 18 years married. Yes. That is a miracle. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, we, so just, blessed, we, just, we just felt like, and, and I think because we felt like God brought us together, I think that's in those tough early years because of my addictions. I think that that's what held Sandy together is because she, she felt like God brought us together for a purpose, couldn't leave that purpose. That's right. I love that because he'll bring her through it. Yep. And then, yes, now granted, some, some people would do that, and then I would never change. But luckily, he, she didn't know it, but God was working on my heart through all that, through those early years. She just didn't, didn't see it sometimes. And eventually, the day came to where, you know what, he healed me. I've been sober for 12 years now, almost 13. BD. And here we are doing And the crazy thing is, my passion is speaking her passion is music, so God brought us together for this purpose of the Christian Sandy Show. That is awesome. Well, congratulations, you two. That's amazing. Don't ever steer clear. I mean, don't ever steer away from what God has put on your heart or your instincts, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just keep keep going, keep going, keep going, because you never know. You may be getting blessed from it, but you don't know who you're blessing from your conversations. And, oh, that's true. And that's why sometimes we bring out the conversation, you know, on the shows. You know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. I just feel like if it's led there, then I'll talk about it. You know, because, again, who, we don't know who's listening, like you said. And we just want to inspire other people to realize, you know, it, it might be tough right now in your marriage. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel if both of you are willing to do the work. Oh, yes. That's absolutely. And I always – say if both of you, because I, I, of course I've had people tell me in the past, well, what if he do, doesn't and I do? It, it's not going to, you know, you might can hold it together like Sandy did for a little while, but you can't hold it together forever. It's just not going to work. It's, you, you really have to have both people, even if you're messing up, you still have to have both people that, that they want that marriage. As soon as one or both are checked out, it's over. It's not going to work. That is true. That is so, so true. I'm really grateful that you have uh, have figured that out. And see, you're helping somebody's marriage right now with that very thing. So it's, <laughs> it's just incredible that you guys have got that under under wraps. Hey, guys, I've got another interview. I've got to hop on here. And okay. I just so right, appreciate your time. Thank you we, so much for know, having me on your great show. Oh, thank well, you for thank your you. time and today. You are great, and we so look forward to having you back it. down the road. Yeah. You are so sweet, and I, I look forward to hearing this back, guys. Please send us a link, okay? <laughs> we'll we will. Do. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Thank Bye. you. Y'all have a great hey. one. You too. You too. Bye.